0: We are crossing over to our friends at the BBC to take a look at some of the events making headlines internationally. Tonight we're speaking to Rich Preston. G'day, Rich! Good evening, Emil. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Um, let's start in the Netherlands. Public hearings taking place this weekend at the International Court of Justice um, pertaining to Israel. What's happening? What are they discussing specifically?
1: Yeah, well, this will go on all week, Emil, uh, and these hearings are happening because at the UN General Assembly in 2022, it asked the ICJ to hold these sessions to allow different parties to give their views on certain Israeli activity. Now, given the current news agenda, you would be uh, forgiven for thinking this is all about Gaza, but it is not. This is to do with Israeli occupation of what is legally recognised as Palestinian territory, Jewish settlements in the occupied West Bank, for example, which are considered illegal under international law. Now, countries are being asked to give their take on the legal consequences of the ongoing violation by Israel of the right of Palestinian people. uh, to self-determination because of these prolonged occupations. And they're being asked how Israel's policies uh, and practices affect the legal status of the occupation and then what that uh, does for all states and for the United Nations itself because of that. So the ICJ is going to be hoovering up these opinions and it will then give its own legal opinion. Now, that legal opinion is non-binding but it will still have an impact. And that's because if, for example, uh, on balance, the court uh, rules that Israel isn't really doing anything wrong or, or very minimal wrong, then Israel will likely keep doing what it's doing and will point to this ICJ legal opinion as its kind of vindication, uh, if you like. But if the opinion is that Israel doing something wrong, then that really puts the spotlight on Israel. And uh, it might be given certain pieces of advice or recommendations, which it will then have to decide very publicly whether it's going to follow or not. As I said, this is not just about Israel, though. It's also about the States uh, and the United Nations itself. So If there is a ruling that Israel is doing something, quote unquote, wrong, uh, then that puts a lot of pressure on Israel's allies, in particular countries like the US and the UK. How do they respond to that uh, and how do they treat Israel uh, moving forward? So the optics on this really important, especially off the back of the ICJ ruling Uh, on israel just a few weeks ago pertaining to its activities in gaza now israel really relies on its allies for support and this will put a lot of pressure not only on israel but as i mentioned on those nations who support it there's uh, hearings going on all week
0: let's head now rich to russia and uh, of course the most prominent critic of uh, president putin alexei navalny died on friday Uh, he was being held in what's considered one of the toughest Russian presidents since December. Uh, The official line is that he felt ill after going for a walk. He then collapsed and attempts to resuscitate him failed. What are you watching for this week? Well,
1: there's a few things we're watching out for this week, uh, Emil. Now, there was immediate international reaction to this, uh, but what we've not heard much of is from the Kremlin itself. In fact, you know, Here's you and I discussing this on Radio New Zealand on a Monday night. It's all over uh, British news today. Ditto American news over the weekend. In Russia itself, 28 seconds of the main Friday evening news bulletin was all this story got. So that really puts things into perspective for you. So we had that statement from the Kremlin on Friday. Other than that, not much and nothing from President Putin himself. We've had all this international condemnation from, you know, the US president, Ukraine's president, the French president. The Kremlin has responded to those this morning and called those vulgar accusations. In Russia itself, more than 400 people were arrested when they turned out to lay flowers for Alexei Navalny. One of the things we're watching out for this week is whether there will be any comment from President Putin himself. Any response to those allegations? Now, for the last few years, he has not addressed Alexei Navalny by name. He just calls him that activist or or, or that troublemaker. He doesn't actually use his name. Second thing we're going to be looking out for is whether Mr. Navalny's family will get access to his body. That has been refused now for the third day in a row with Russian officials saying they are extending their investigation into Mr. Navalny's death. Now, of course, Mr. Navalny's supporters say that's because they think Russian authorities are covering up what really happened to him. So we're going to be watching for any movement on that front. And finally, we'll be looking to see what world leaders do, because, you know, the, the EU's foreign policy chief, Josep Borrell told the BBC President Putin was personally responsible for this but admitted it would be hard to find new ways to hold the Russian leader to account. And that, Emil, is because there are already so many sanctions on Russian leaders and institutions and Russian oligarchs because, of course, of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Russia is the most sanctioned country in the world. The International Criminal Court already has an international arrest warrant out for President Putin because of his invasion of Ukraine. So whilst many people are angry about what happened to Alexei Navalny, there's a sense of, well, what more can we do? With the answer being, it seems, very little.
0: And finally tonight, Rich, uh, less than fewer than 260 days to go until the US election. So let's uh, have a wee look at the world of American politics, mm. um, a, a <laughs> subject that you know, you know quite a bit about. What, what are we looking out for this week? Well, the big one, Emil, is uh, what's called CPAC. If any of
1: your uh, news nerd listeners are familiar with that, it's the Conservative Political Action Conference. It is the big Conservative get-together. Now, I don't say Republican because it's not a Republican Party event. It is uh, Conservative with a, you know, a small C, Conservative Mindset event. Uh, but let's be honest, it is a major Republican event. Ultimately, it starts on Wednesday, runs through until Saturday. Lots of speakers. Speakers on the lineup. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, the former presidential candidate. Um, he's speaking there. Uh, Steve Bannon, the former White House chief strategist under the former President Trump. Also, the former UK Prime Minister Liz Truss will be there, as well as Nigel Farage, the Brexit party leader. So uh, really kind of looking at uh, conservatism through a worldview. And with that in mind, Javier Millet, the new president of Argentina, and Nayib Bukele, the president of El Salvador, they will be speaking there as well. There is, of course, one big headline act on the, uh, the Saturday, the former president Donald Trump himself. So lots on the agenda for CPAC. Uh, it makes no bones about it. There's a big banner message on its website saying CPAC stands with. Israel. So it's positioned very clear on that front. Uh, There's also an event aimed at business leaders uh, such as uh, Amazon and Jeff Bezos calling on them to reject uh, anti-Semitic groups and the Black Lives Matter. There is a session on how to be a no-woke warrior. There is a session on border security called Trump's Wall and Biden's Gap. (laughs) Uh, And there's a session on uh, Bidenomics and why that's bad for America. So, this is one one big conservative talking shop tickets if you want to go They do not come cheap. Your bog-standard ticket, that's $100. That's not terrible, I guess, US, of course. Uh, But if you want access to some of the bigger events, as well as things like special lounges and VIP drinks sessions, a silver ticket, $3,000. A gold ticket will set you back 7K. Uh, If you want, now I'm not sure how far your salary might stretch to this, (laughs) Emil. if you want to go to all the events uh, and get a a table at a special dinner, there's a platinum ticket. That's $15,000. And if you really are uh, feeling the urge to splash your cash, maybe you've got an RNZ credit card tucked in your back <laughs> pocket, a uh, Platinum Plus ticket, which includes meet and greet opportunities with some of those speakers I mentioned, uh, as well as special breakfasts, that is 30 $1,000. So <laughs> that's the uh, the big event uh, but that leads up actually to the South Carolina Republican primary which is happening on Saturday that's a big deal because South Carolina is the home of the Republican presidential candidate nominee Nikki Haley. Now she's really trailed behind Donald Trump so far in the caucuses and primaries we've had up to this point. She will be hoping and praying that when the ballots are being counted in her home state that this is one she might just win. But for Frankly, the polls don't say that will be so. It will be a big shock if she does. Uh, Donald Trump is more than 30 points ahead of Nikki Haley, really doing well in the polls there. Uh, so it might just be this week that if she performs that poorly, she decides to throw in the towel and give it up altogether. We will wait
0: and see. Rich Preston, think of all the air points that RNZ would get uh, <laughs> with the Platinum Plus. So you've got to have twenty twenty vision. Uh, thanks very much for your time, Rich. It was great. Thanks, Abil. Cheers. It's Rich Preston. From the BBC, and we will be checking in with Rich periodically uh, every Monday um, to chat international stories. Botox Cosmetic, auto Botulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.